welcome to the Advance Your Art podcast, where we talk about the journey from artist to entrepreneur and everything in between. You've worked hard to hone your craft. Now take it to the next level with tips, techniques, strategies, and routines used by successful artists to grow their businesses and careers. Now, let's get started and have some fun with your host, Yuri Cataldo. Welcome to another episode of Advance Your Art with Yuri Cataldo. If you're looking to learn how to build a company, make money from your art, or transition to a new career, you've come to the right place. Please remember that if you liked this episode, to please like and subscribe and share with a friend. Today I'm chatting with George Burrell, the head tax geek and founder of GetTaxHub.com. George, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. Good. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm doing good. I'm, it's right in the middle of the tax season so we're a little busy right now but always happy to take time out to speak with people yeah and i appreciate that it's and it's also so it's you know obviously because of what's currently happening it's it's weird to hear that june is tax season but how so how has this i guess this year evolved and how are you taking you know looking at the this tax season right now uh it's been just an unprecedented set of events that have completely kind of upended our whole revenue model. So in the CPA world, we have a, we get about probably 85% of our revenue between January and usually April. Yeah. And that's all been pushed back. So we've had to change our budgets and things like that. Um, but we're, we're catching up and everything's probably working out for the best. So uh, we were able to get more times this year because of the extended deadline and uh that we can't complain about that so yeah but it's been it's been crazy we've had a lot of people that are asking us about the ppp loan and the eidl loan and all those and those laws keep evolving and changing rapidly like almost every week so mm -hmm. it's been crazy definitely I bet. I bet. Okay. So before we go too further, um, for my audience who is not familiar with what you're, you do and your work, how do you describe yourself and what you do? Uh, we're like an online version of a H&R blog office. So okay. uh, you come to our website. We have a portal where you schedule a call with the CPA. You can share documents. Um, do all the billing. It's just like we've tried to recreate the face-to-face -face tax prep experience um, through our portal, and I think it's it's worked out pretty good. Uh, we our typical client is more like a solopreneur, freelancer, independent contractor, um, people who are beyond having just a W-2 but don't aren't big enough to go to like a full-time CPA firm. So that's kind of our niche. Um, but yeah, we've been around for three and a half years, uh, been doubling in revenue every year, have a 75% plus customer retention rate, which in this industry is way above average. So uh, people are really liking it. Thank you. Great, great. So the, um, 
Yeah, we'll just we'll skip ahead to this one. So the I guess so the the clients you work with normally are they mostly based in the U.S. or are you um, a global company? No, just strictly U.S. We're a U.S. We're all CPAs in various states and completely U.S. We don't deal with any foreign tax filing. Okay. I I don't think there's really any companies in in the states that unless it's like a uh, like a full service or a big four CPA firm, usually they just it's just U.S. only. Okay. So let's start from the beginning of this. What initially made you want to start GetTaxHub.com? Uh, I was living in New York at the time. It was like around 2013, 14. Um, it was kind of like the, the dawn of the web 2.0 and a lot of professional service industries were being taken online. Uh, financial services. Have you heard of a company called LearnVest? Yes. Okay, so they they took financial advising kind of online to this hybrid model where you can actually work with a, a, a person online. So uh, they did it. Uh, some legal firms have been experimenting with it, and it really hadn't. Uh, nobody had done it in the tax prep industry, not even like the big players like TurboTax back then. Um, so I just saw uh, an opportunity um, and kind of just in New York, it's such a it's such an easy place to meet people, uh, just met the right people, put myself in the, the right orbits and um, met, a, met a really good programmer, met somebody who's really deep into the New York advertising world. Um, and kind of just created the the brand in our spare time. Uh, we were all working and um, took a, like about a year to get the brand created and the, all the technology developed, the website and things like that. And then we launched and um, the first year it was, it was really, really tough because we're an unknown brand. And you have, um, when you're working with the CPA, you're sharing all sorts of intimate financial information so you have to have a ton of credibility otherwise people will think it's what am i doing here this is just some internet it could be in india or africa or somewhere um stealing my information so that that was our biggest hurdle uh we finally gotten over that um and just just been growing a lot uh yeah so there's a few other players that have kind of come up with the same model since then. We were really one of the first people to do this, to, to create a completely hybrid CPA office online. So, yeah. Yeah. So could you, well, I guess let's first talk about what, what are the advantages of this? So, you know, we, we I work with a, a CPA actually in another state because it's, it was cheaper. But um, what are some advantages to somebody who's like, you know what, I, I, I need to work with a tax professional. Um, and they come across your website and why will they get versus, let's say, trying to hire uh, somebody who's local and probably a lot more expensive? Uh, so the advantages are for a specific niche of customers, the, like I mentioned, the solopreneur types, contractors, freelancers, um, they're, they're usually overlooked by CPAs, small office CPAs, because there's just not enough revenue in them. 
they need small businesses that have a few employees and, and have enough revenue to sometimes even hire a, a bookkeeper. Uh, so what we've done is we've really just brought at CPA level and quality tax advising and business advising to a new class of, of people who previously just weren't served by that by that. Um, so it's it's cheaper because we have a much more efficient business model. We don't have either a, an office that sits empty six and seven months out of the year, um, or we're not like H&R Block that has a thousand offices. So we we can undercut those people. Um, and then it's just more convenient. It's a lot more convenient. Um, you don't have to go to your CPA and go to his office or go sit in line at a H&R Block or Liberty Tax office. Um, it's more convenient. Uh, you can develop a relationship because with our business, you get that you're assigned a CPA and then you keep stay with that same CPA throughout the year. So, um, yeah, it's just much easier way to access our CPA level talent. Yeah. So what does, I guess, walk me through then the process. So I, I go to your website and I'm, and I'm someone who's, who needs a, a CPA and, and I'm interested. So what does that, um, I know you, you said basically they sign up and then you kind of get matched up, but how, what's that process? Yeah. So there's, there's kind of two ways it's evolved that, that pe we found people like. There's, there's one just really low commitment. You just have like a few questions that need to be answered. So you can schedule like a, a, a call with the CPA in 15 minute intervals. It's $29 for the first 15 minutes and then $20 each additional. Um, and if you're, we get people who are like doing their own taxes on TurboTax, but they have a question, um, but they want to file their own taxes. So uh, they'll schedule a call with us and they'll be doing their taxes and we'll just answer whatever questions they have. They'll have two or three specific questions that a DIY software package can't really handle. Um, so that's one way. That's the easiest, lowest commitment. You're just being bang, you get your questions answered and you're good to go. Um, and then the next way is you just become one of our clients. You create the account. You get a dashboard, you get assigned a CPA, and then um, each of our our plan, it usually starts at around 259. It you can you get a federal and state tax filing for your individual and your business. Um, and then what people really like is you get a CPA retainer for one year where you can ask unlimited questions. We're like kind of your business coach. So that's all packaged together in one. Package. So you're not worried about calling a CPA and getting charged $50 for a 10 minute call or something like that. Um, so people really like that. Yeah. We found. Good. So what those are the two main ways people work with us. Okay. What about in the, um, I know it's, you know, it's becoming fewer and fewer far between these days, but what happens if you get audited? Do you have, um, we, uh, we sign the return. It's just same, same thing that would happen if you were working with a mom and pop CPA, we would, we would back that up. We would, um, provide whatever the IRS agent needed. And yeah, we, we'd be with you. Definitely. Okay. Oh, good. And that's spelled out in the terms of service. So yeah, it's all completely guaranteed. 
Yeah. Well, very cool. It sounds like a really convenient and interesting service. I'm so I'm curious because you work with a lot of freelancers and, and creatives um, and tax time is in 2020 is now coming up in July, which is it's still odd to say. But uh, what are some things that a lot of creatives or or um, you know, individuals forget that they can you know, write off on their taxes or a lot of things they overlook because, you know, taxes are probably the last thing they actually are thinking and caring about. Uh, yeah, we, we, we actually work with a lot of creatives. Um, like I said, we started in New York and one of the founders was tied into the creative world. Um, and so we just kind of naturally just through word of mouth got, got with a lot of like copywriters and art directors. So, uh, we've kind of learned a lot about that. There's a lot of unique deductions that creatives can take that they normally don't know about, even if they've already worked with CPAs. Um, it's almost like a specialty. Um, so say for instance, like uh, your cable TV. If you're in the advertising world and you're working with big Fortune 500 type clients, um, you need to stay abreast of the media trends and, and what's out there. And, uh, even sometimes the show. So a cable, you can actually, as a creative, in the right circumstance, write off your cable TV bill. You can write off subscriptions to like the the Adage and Adweek and all those um, uh, media outlets, uh, trade show publications. Um, you can write off uh, going to seminars, uh, ad seminars, and even ad. Uh, like as art classes, you can write that off. Even though it, it's, if you're earning money as an artist, you you take an art class, it, you think that it benefits you, but it's actually a business deduction because you are your business. So a lot of a lot of creatives don't realize that when they when they pay for art classes. Um, like there's the standard things like Adobe Photoshop and InDesign, so you can write off software and stuff like that. Um, if you're if you're an independent contractor, you can write off your home office um, and your rent. Those are kind of standard things. Um, you can write off credit card interest that a lot of uh, creatives don't realize because creatives, when you work with a lot of freelancers, their, their income is um, it's not consistent. So sometimes they have to live off credit cards. And you, you can write off that interest as part of your, a business expense. Um, and then like meals and entertainment, you can creatives can write that off if they if they go to like a even if they go to movies, they can write that off because um, in the right situation and circumstance, if you can connect it to something that one of your clients needs or say they're looking for a sponsorship, you can go to a movie and say you're doing research and that's completely legal. So there's just a ton of uh, very niche type deductions you can have as a creative profession. Yeah, excellent. So you you mentioned it briefly, and I since we're talking about creatives, I want to talk briefly about uh, PPP and what's happening right now. So if there is um, an individual, you know, solo solopreneur who is listening to this podcast who was able to get some PPP, have you? Like, what are some of the guidelines on being able to write that off? Are those are those still being in development, or or do, are you? working 
you have a working knowledge of potentially what's allowable right now in you know June? Well, the, I think it was two weeks ago they came out with a revised uh, act. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but um, so it, it it is evolving. Right now, they just made it a lot more lenient. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you get a PPP loan, you can do whatever you want with it. The, the criteria comes into play when you want to have it forgiven. You have to adhere to their standards for what you can write off against it. And it used to be that it was, um, you had to use 90% of, of it for payroll, so you wouldn't lay off your employees or mm -hmm. yourself. Um, and then they, they laxed that to 75%, and then they just laxed it again. Um, and it's basically any, any deductible business expense. Uh, you can't use it to pay down debt, obviously. You can't use it to take out a draw for yourself to live off of and use it for personal expenses. But um, they've pretty much made it. So as long as you don't lay off any employees, and a lot of solopreneurs don't, don't have that problem because they don't have employees, but um, depending on how they're structured, they can be considered their own employees. So as long as there's no layoffs, you can, at this point, you can pretty much use it for any normal deductible business expense. Um, for like creatives, they can use it for, uh, if they have a home office, they can, they can spend part of it on their rent. So, um, yeah. Uh, a lot of my clientele I've kind of been telling to, as opposed to getting the PPP loan, which is, like I say, it's kind of dubious in what it's going to end up being, I tell them to apply for unemployment. Because even if you're still earning occasional money sometimes, you can still qualify for the pandem pandemic unemployment program. So that's usually the best option for uh, solo producer types. Sure. Could, could you explain a little bit more about the, the pandemic unemployment program and what's, what that entails? Uh, well, that's just the, that's a uh, federally government-sponsored um, addition to your state unemployment. So when you file an unemployment claim, you file it with your state, mm -hmm. um, and then if you qualify, and they've made the standards easier, so now gig-type workers, solopreneur-type workers can qualify for unemployment, um, the federal government tax on anywhere from like 180 a week, I think is the minimum, up to like 370 or nine or 80 a week. So, um, so you get your state unemployment, then you get an additional from the federal government. Um, so that's really the the best option for most uh, independent contractors, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that definitely sounds really. And interesting. you you just uh, yeah, you just apply through your normal state unemployment agency. Um, I know a lot of them are backed up right now. I, I, in Nevada, uh, it's been three months and some of our clients haven't even um, gotten their unemployment yet. So they're, they're completely backed up, but uh, they'll eventually get caught up. So mm -hmm. I would recommend trying that first. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Well, that's, so this is, this is good. So if, if the, I guess listeners would like to sign up and, and listen to more and to, you know, use your services, where could you just go over the process again? Uh, I know I've mentioned a couple of times, but is there um, like the so, website or their number they should call or how does that work? Yeah, you could, you could just go to gettaxhub.com 
And then um, you can, we have a, a free five minute CPA chat where anybody, you just, there's a, there's a link on the homepage, just click it, you can schedule a call and talk to with myself or one of the other CPAs for five minutes and get whatever you want answered. It usually, it's just a small quick question that can be answered quickly. And then the next step up, like I explained, is the 15 minute inter intervals where you pay for that. Yeah. And then you can just create the account and, and become a, a customer. And then once you do that, you'll get assigned a CPA within a couple hours. And then you can upload your tax documents if you're ready, or you can just schedule a call. Um, and like I say, you don't pay anything until we either file your taxes or you pay for the, the one year retainer. Um, so yeah, we're like kind of a, look at us like a coach for, for small business people that um, previously CPAs had ignored. So that's kind of what we are. That's what our core philosophy is and that's what our business model is based on, just being able to provide easy, inexpensive access to, to quality tax advice and yeah. business consulting. So yeah. Oh, that, that's great. I'm, so I'm, I'm curious, just in your own personal experience, what made you initially want to become a CPA? Um, <laughs> CPAs get asked this question a lot. And uh, I don't, I went into, I went to college. I, in undergrad, I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I knew I was good with numbers. Um, so I majored in econ. Um, with an undergrad degree, and then uh, kind of found out that with an econ degree, unless you have an Ivy League uh, PhD or something, you really can't make too much money. Um, so then I started looking at other alternatives, and uh, with an econ background, econ is like the nature of money, and accounting is the language of money. So I went to grad school and figured if I knew the nature of money with econ and then accounting the language of money, I could either go into business for myself or just go through the traditional CPA route where you worked in public accounting and then ended up working for a corporation, which is what I did for the first probably 12 years of my career. Uh, I worked in public accounting and um, then worked for as a controller and CFO for a couple bigger firms and then started this and it took off. So quit my job and been hundred percent into this ever since. Yeah, that's great. So with, with everything that you have done experienced so far, what would you say has been the best advice that you've ever received? Um the best advice probably is just to work hard. And if you do that, opportunities will present themselves to you. I know it's, I know it's kind of cliche, but it's really true. I mean, I, I work with hundreds of, of solopreneurs and I can see the ones that succeed and I can see the ones that aren't succeeding. And it really just, they might not even have the best idea or the best business model, but if they work and, work hard, opportunities will just present themselves and they can pivot and find whatever they need to do. But it all all comes from one core practice, which is which is just hard work and not giving up. Um, 
I hate to say a cliche, but I see it all the time with the clients I work with. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. Well, George, again, thank you so much uh, for taking the time to chat with me. Uh, I really appreciate it. And I recommend to my listeners, uh, if they still need to get their taxes done, there's still time and they should take advantage now and go to your service, which is uh, gettaxhub.com. Um, is there anything else, like other online resources they should be looking at um, to get more information from you or is Get Tax Hub best place to go? That's, that's, you can, yeah, just go to the website. You can get in touch with us a number of different ways. And once you do that, we'll, we'll help you out. For sure. So, yeah, okay. go to the website. Perfect, right. perfect. I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes so they can click right through. Uh, but again, thank you, George. This was absolutely fantastic. Great. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Advance Your Hour podcast. If you like this episode, please go into iTunes and give us a five-star rating. And while you're there, hit the subscribe button so that every single time I release a new episode, it will go directly to you without even thinking about it. If you're interested in hearing older episodes, please go to AdvanceYourArt.com where you can find the catalog of everything I've done so far, as well as contact information and projects I'm working on. Thank you again, and have a great day.